sweet mom. Sweet Listen, mom. you've got to cry with your moms. You got to cry with moms your moms. Moms are learning. Yeah. That's the crazy thing about motherhood. Wait, wait. Let's save it. Let's save it. Ring us in. Ring us in. Bring, 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 bring. Now I'm just fucking around. You seem to bing, immediately. Bing, bing, bing. <laughs> immediately regret it i did yeah i did immediately regret it you shook your head at yourself i did was i was like i can't believe that came out of my mouth i really liked it hello hey meg hey hope how's it going it's going really well actually long time no talk i know just us two how you been i've been just a busy little bee i feel like fall fall is busy Mm. for everyone you know what i mean is fall off to a good start for you fall is off to a good start but we should say, first of all, we should introduce ourselves. Oh my God, yeah. My name is Hope Woodard. And my name is Meg Rocco. And Meg, what are we going to be talking about today? You want to tell them? I would love to. Today we're talking about how to talk to your parents yeah. well. Talking to your parents well. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. And if you were to ask my parents if I'm good at this, <laughs> what do you think they'd say? They, I don't know what they would say. Uh, cause we have had our fair share of trials, mm. you know, mm-hmm. cause I've been disagreeing with my parents mm, for a long time. Yeah. Politically. When I give this advice, I'm giving it to people who are able to feel safe mm. in their own home. Mm-hmm. Cause so many people like truly can't even feel safe in their own homes, yes. which I fully understand. Yes. So like safety is number one priority Mm -hmm. when it comes to like having conversations with your families Mm -hmm. and like getting into disagreements with your families and like Mm -hmm. doing the work yeah but I ultimately at this point in my life think that like it is my job to like help educate my friends and my family Mm. or have those really hard conversations Mm -hmm. because I just think like the only way for us to like actually get somewhere is to like move closer together yeah not to like drift further apart well and i think you made a really good point earlier of like what needs to lie at the foundation of talking to your parents well is safety Mm -hmm. and if you fundamentally feel that you are unsafe in engaging in those types of conversations with your parents and that no matter what you say like your parents are not going to listen to you and in fact like may again make life more dangerous for you Mm. then that's another topic of conversation Mm -hmm. altogether Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so when we're talking about this like talking to your parents well it's like you do have the privilege of being someone who can come into those spaces 100 and speak to your parents 100 and those conversations might still be volatile right and may not get anywhere right but at the bottom line like you're not putting your life on the line right. in order to have those conversations. No, 100%. I feel a responsibility because I am someone who can be safe in yeah. spaces. Yeah. But, you know, I do have a family member who I have f- kind of fully cut ties with. Really? Because we can't talk See about eye anything. Eye. Yeah. You know? And so, like, I do think you need to know mm-hmm. who you are able to reach yeah. and who you are not able to reach yeah you know yes like who can you engage with yeah who is there gonna who like who is going to at the end of the day hear you a little bit Mm -hmm. well and I think there's also an element too of like for all the stuff that I've heard you talk about in regards to like your parents and your relationship with your parents, what lies at the core of that is like, you still want a relationship with your parents. Yeah, definitely. Well, in this book, the dance of intimacy Mm -hmm. 
It is talking all about actually how important it is to maintain responsible connection Mm. with our first family. Mm. And I loved that term Mm -hmm. because like the term like responsible connection was something I like, I really have been holding on to. So like, how can I maintain a responsible connection to my family? Because like ultimately if your answer, again, this is assuming that you're safe in your environment, Mm -hmm. you have to just like know where to hold them Mm. because distance doesn't actually mean like lack of intensity Mm. like usually we just use distance to manage intensity Mm. and Mm -hmm. over time it grows Mm -hmm. and like you'll always be attached to your first family somehow Mm. and there are so many people in the south and in rural areas who Mm. who have to make that decision yeah is it gonna be responsible connection or is it gonna be complete distance And and I just think that like the complete distance route, it doesn't actually heal what we, it doesn't actually do for us what we need. Mm. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. I, I think that for people who do take that complete disconnect or distance from their families or things like that, I think that to your point, like, that healing isn't going to come just from the distance. Mm. You know, you, I feel like you can take distance and take time to heal. Yes. And if, if tor- if, as you move through that healing process, you recognize like, actually I do need to be, you know, a way I, I need to have space between me and my family. Yeah. I totally understand. I that. totally believe in taking space yeah. and taking time. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, last Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. I got into this nasty fight with a family member. I mean, that's just classic Thanksgiving. It was like, it was like, it was like a fight that like in my family, uh, they're probably going to be so mad that I'm like just spilling all of our fucking family secrets. I told my mom a few days ago, I was like, don't be mad. But the next episode (laughs) that we're doing is talking to your parents well. And she's like, okay, like, we'll we'll listen to it. And I was like, all right. I know. (laughs) But like, so when I tell a story about my family and my parents, it's like it's ultimately all love Mm -hmm. and i am also a complete brat like do you know what i mean (laughs) like i can also be a complete that was not what i was expecting the second part of that sentence to be i can be a brat (laughs) and i think that's what we all need to ultimately own right because like sometimes as young people we walk in and we're like i read the new york times (laughs) and fuck you mom well it's also like i don't know what this phenomenon is but like I'll walk into my home and immediately I'm 15 years old. Oh, yeah. Like my <laughs> poor mom. I was so emotional. So anyways, I think we should all just own the fact that we are human. Yeah. And you need to be humble. Yes. We just all need a touch of humility when talking yeah. to our parents. Yeah. Because listen, like, I don't know everything. I don't. The holidays are just extremely tough, extremely mm-hmm. triggering, extremely emotional. Sure. And I think that is the case for like a lot of families who yes. are divorced. Yeah, yeah. And just a lot of people. A lot of families. Yeah, a lot of families, yeah. period. Yeah. Exactly. So I go home for Thanksgiving and uh, it's just me and my dad. And my dad was raised by a 1950s gorgeous yeah teacher yeah who always had dinner ready very like housewife yes yeah like her life was a norman rockwell yes she is the woman yeah you know what i mean yeah and so that for him Mm -hmm. is his expectation the donna reed show exactly yeah for a good holiday yeah and so when it's just me and him 
it's just not really what he expected. Yeah. And so uh, we have this day together and I am loving it. <laughs> and I am having just a heck of a time. And I'm having a brilliant time because I love a low-key holiday. I'm having a ball. I love a low-key oh, holiday. I love a Christmas or a Thanksgiving yeah. where y'all are in your jammies yep. and we're just munching. Yep. And like, you know, I also love to like get dressed up for dinner or whatever. Yeah. But I love like a casual holiday. We w- we had a slow morning. Mm-hmm. We drove out. We had took a long drive. Right. I, I took a little three milligram gummy. Yummy. We listening to music. Yeah. Playing pool. You know. Great day. And at the end of the day, I'm like, wow, that was the best Thanksgiving ever. My- I love my dad. <laughs> <laughs> I say, that was the best Thanksgiving ever. <laughs> I'm saying this to him. And he goes, my 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 poor dad he's just having a hard day you know he's just having a hard day but he goes well i wouldn't say ever because so then he starts he starts mansplaining to me why that his day with me was not the best day ever i'm not gonna lie i would probably burst into tears i was like a little kid and in that moment it was like little kid me now yeah and now it's like little seventh grade right it goes back to that thing again it's like now it's like little young me little yeah. middle school me who just like needs attention from her dad uh, and you're my, like i actually had a great day my with inner you. child is yeah so yeah, so I'm like, so in this, he starts oh, going, no. going, going, and I'm like, stop, 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 stop. I'm like, no, please stop. You're I'm ruining like, it. <laughs> You're ruining it. Stop, stop, stop. No, 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 we no. We had such a good day. We had such no, a good day. please. Please don't take this away from me. No. Anyways, it escalates. Escalates is all I'll say. Oh, my God. And uh, these are like the kind of fights that we would have when I was like a kid. Mm. And so I was like so triggered. I think I was yeah. just so triggered in so many ways. Yeah. And uh, so, oh my God. so my last Thanksgiving ended with the door locked and I was sobbing, crying, calling, sure. calling my mom, being like, can you believe me to that? And my dad, oh, like, you know what I mean? So, um, so I didn't talk to him for about six months. <laughs> um, so I took about six months to not talk to him. Wow. Um, I blocked him on everything. I had to block his email because my dad does. Wow. My dad loves to cross a boundary. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, dad. <laughs> Sorry. I hate to be shit talking him. Ultimately, I knew it was going to be okay because like I said earlier, like it's all about maintaining like responsible connection. Yeah. And I knew that I just needed to take some time. Right. And it wasn't even like I had any hard feelings. Mm. It was just like, well, maybe I did. Yeah. I just sort of really fair if you did, by I the way. I just sort of needed to like regroup. Yeah. And understand like where I could stand and feel yeah. and feel good and comfortable and safe. Right. And so after like six months of not talking, mm-hmm. I think he was like coming to the city or something and he was gonna be here with his girlfriend and uh we just had dinner together and mm-hmm. I don't even think we ever really spoke about it again. Huh. And how do you feel about that? Well, it actually came back up about uh, a month ago. Ah. Not even. Okay. Because so we sort of go about business as usual, uh-huh. kind of. Yeah. You know, um, we get dinner. And, and here's the thing. I love my dad. Yeah. You know, we have a complicated relationship because we disagree politically. Yeah. Uh, he, you know, my parents got divorced and that was messy. And mm-hmm. But I do. I think he's pretty, he's so wise. But he's, he's your dad. But he's human yeah. is the thing that I think we need to remember yeah. about our parents. Yeah. And that's a really hard lesson to learn right. is that your parents are human. Yeah. 
Um, but so he's driving me back to New York. Um, or excuse me, he's driving me to the airport mm-hmm. to go back to New York a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I say, listen, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? Mm. Because Thanksgiving is really tricky for all of us because we're a family that's like very um, separated. And it sounds like perhaps not a uh, system was put in place early on being like, all right, I get the Thanksgiving this year and then you get Christmas no, and never. then we switch that exactly. next year. Yeah, there yeah. was never a plan. Never a plan. And yeah. so this book, The Dance of Intimacy, is so good. Yeah. Um, it really talks about like having a plan mm. where that you are in control of. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Because when it comes to your family, you really cannot put an expectation on them at all. No. The only person you are in charge of is yourself. Yeah. You know? Yes. So I say I to think him. That's a great, great point. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, and I said, listen, I mean this with so much love. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like, I, you know, don't want to make you feel like you aren't enough and that mm-hmm. you, I don't want to be with you on Thanksgiving. But yeah, that was, being said, I was like, <laughs> I really don't think after last year, yeah, it's really a good idea. No, like I was just like, it's just such an emotional time for us. Yeah, like outside of the holidays, and I think it's because the holidays there's like such an pressure to have a good time. Oh yes. my god, it's like we all want to feel like we're in a movie. Yeah, but then it's like, no, 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 we're all in a reality where, like, for the last I'm 27, 27 years, we've like fucked up every single Christmas, and a lot of us have to work, and then like people aren't work ready time, for the Christmas money, party on connection. time, and it's exactly. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just a really tricky time for us. Yeah, and I'm just like, listen, I love you, mm-hmm. but. Looking back to last year, I just, I'm really not sure if I'm kind of reflecting (laughs) on the events of the past. Yeah. Perhaps I don't want to put myself in that high pressure environment again. Exactly. Yeah. And and which is very fair for you to say. And I do, if I'm remembering correctly, Mm -hmm. and I love to black things out sometimes. Right. Um, I think this is the first time we've really directly brought it up. Ah, um and he we both kind of were like laughing about it because there's been enough time yeah and there's been enough space yeah and he was like listen all I want to say is that if I could go back I would do so many things differently and I was like that's thank you so much for saying close to an apology (laughs) I think it counts (laughs) it counts I think it counts and I think that's another thing too about talking with your parents yeah you have to be okay with the language that they speak. Yes. I was listening to an episode of The Moth today. Mm-hmm. There was this amazing story yeah. on this guy and like uh, his dad and his grandfather had passed away. And he's like, oh, how do you console your dad when, yeah. when your grandfather passed away? Yeah. And he said that his dad had never explicitly said, I love you. Because ah. I think it's really not in the vocabulary for some families yeah 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 but he said like oh but my parents say i love you in so many other ways right like they would always make sure i you know like he would say if he was ever studying at night his parents would leave food by his door for him or like little things like that yeah and i do think that like it's okay if your parents have a language that is unlike someone else's parents. Like yeah. My dad saying, I wish I could have done things differently isn't I'm sorry. Yeah. We need to give our families grace. Yes. We need to be gracious with them. Completely. Completely. It is a process. Yeah. Right. And I, because I've right. been thinking about like, I have a very different relationship with my parents. Right. Um, My parents and I, 
get along very well. Yeah. But what I will say is that there were some rocky years. Of course. Of course. <laughs> when we some, were all... Some, some growing pains. Some growing pains. Yeah. Some, some we were, lessons learned. When we were all kind of at a... I think all of us were maybe at a point where we were like, okay, we know that like these these interactions and the way that we're communicating now doesn't work yeah. but we don't know what the new thing is yeah so we're trying a lot of stuff and some of it is not sticking right you know right of course and like to your point talking about like the language yeah. of it and yeah. how do yeah. how do you talk to your parents who right literally might just communicate and speak differently than right you. right you know right. like i was thinking about there was one summer where <laughs> My mom and dad were going on a trip to Paris together. Yeah. And I was like, let me get in on that. Uh-uh. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, of course. I mean, yeah. I was like, I want to like, go. Why the, am I not invited? Bring me. Yeah, duh. And my brother and sister were both like, you know, full adults working. I was still in college. Yeah, you're I was a like, kid. I was like, why don't I come Hello. along? <laughs> duh. It's like my parents wanting to go on this romantic trip to Paris. And I'm like, and I'm here too. <laughs> What's up? Dude, as you should be. There's okay. fully there's fully a photo of my mom and dad taking a romantic like rowboat down a river and it's a f- and I took a photo of them and I'm just sitting on a bank on a, the bank of the river like hey Y'all look so cute. <laughs> <laughs> Love is real. Love is real. Love you guys. <laughs> so, but on this trip, you know, it's the three of us. And I would say, I think I had a very different childhood than my siblings did Uh because I'm the youngest. Right. My brother is four years older than me. My sister is uh, five and a half years older than me. Right. So they're incredibly close in age. Right. But that meant that when I was 14, by the time from age 14 to 18, I was the only kid in the house. Yeah. And so that was a very different experience. Of course. I was also the only kid in the house at the same time that my dad got a job that was in another state. Ah, so it's basically just you and your mom. A lot of the time it was just me and my mom. Yeah. And we would get along thick as thieves until we didn't, you know, like one of those things. Yeah. 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 Um, and it was, that was like a very difficult time for like the entire family. Right. Right. Cause it's like my mom, her, husband was away a lot of the time right my dad was dealing with like the pressure of this new job and right. he was also like dealing with his own kind of like mental health stuff and all of that and whatever so at, people were struggling yeah right and this was kind of now I was maybe like a sophomore in college and we were kind of coming out of this like very difficult time mm-hmm. where also my mom had to kind of learn to like speak up for the things that she wanted mm-hmm. and learn to voice like when she was unhappy and she needed ch- th- things to change yeah uh, voicing your needs very hard it's a hard thing to do and I think yeah. very yeah. hard for a lot of women of that generation of to learn of course women in general but I think in that generation yes. especially yes um so we meet all this to say is that me and my parents had a very different relationship than my siblings and my parents. And I'm sure both of them would say they have different relationships with them as well. Yeah. But we were on this trip and basically something happened one night at a dinner that really triggered me. So you were triggered at the dinner Mm -hmm. and uh, did it escalate into a fight at dinner? What happened? It didn't escalate to a fight at dinner, but I got like upset Mm -hmm. and basically I just kind of like shut down and I was like, okay, like, I don't want to deal with the situation right now. 
Of course. And we're at this dinner and we're at this nice dinner and like, I don't want to talk about this. But also like that meant that then I was shutting down and acting really weird at this dinner. So then you're removing yourself completely. Yes. Kind of like dissociating at this dinner, basically. And the next day I like sat my parents down and I was like, listen, this thing that happened last night, like you have to understand that this is just, it really freaks me out when shit like this happens. Yeah. And it did not go well. That conversation did not go well. (laughs) Love that. It was very much so like turning into a screaming match in this like Parisian hotel. Well, here's the thing. And then my oh, parents this was in Paris. In Paris, and then my parents. I being, forgot we were in Paris. And then my parents being like, "Okay, we're going to the museum." And I was like, "I'm not fucking going." To the yeah, like fucking hell, I'm going. Like, with I'm you. not fucking going to the museum. Yeah, right. Like me, all mad. They're all mad, but we're trying to save the day because we're in Paris. And I'm like, I'm not going to Paris. You know, I'm getting all pissy. Oh god, I'm not handling it well. They're not handling You're, it well. Honestly, I'm thinking of all these moments where I've been fighting, where I fight with my mom. It's we love to have a fucking explosion. Yes. Dude. Okay, I want to say I'm proud of you for like not bringing it up at dinner. Mm-hmm. Do you think that was the best move, or would it, going back? Would you have done it differently? I don't know if I would have done it differently going back. I think the thing that I kind of walked away from after that experience was like one what's worth me bringing up or not true like you were saying like can I even engage with them about this topic or not correct and two I also think at the time again like the three of us were all speaking different languages a hundred percent where like I was coming at it from a place of like this thing when this happens makes me really it triggers me and it makes me feel like I'm 13 years old right makes me feel like a scared kid right and they were interpreting that as me saying like you're "You're bad bad. yes Yes. you're bad parents you're bad because when we are communicating and this is just in general Mm -hmm. we have to be so careful Mm -hmm. in the language that we use because people are so probably guilty yeah a lot of guilt a lot of shame a lot of guilt a lot of shame and if and when i go to someone mm-hmm. and it's like i think i like said this earlier as a joke mm-hmm. but it's saying like i'm interpreting this mm-hmm. thing that you're saying in this way being gracious with people in mm-hmm. your words like mm-hmm. even if you don't feel it deep down yeah do anything you can to not get their guard up yes and you said earlier you said um like sometimes you, you and your parents will like see what kind of new perspective you could take, what mm-hmm. new, like what different viewpoint. Yeah. I think all like arguments and communication is like figuring out how do we get on the same side of the issue? How can we get to the same side of the table? Right. Because like there's got to be some common ground somewhere. Right. And that common ground might be like, hey, like I really want to be closer to you all. And I yeah. have some questions about like a conversation we had last night that I'm a little confused about. Right. Do you know what I mean? And like right. I said, like sort of approaching things like in that way. Now, listen, it might not always work. No. Because some parents and some people, mm-hmm. even kids, like mm-hmm. people don't want to be told what they're bad at or the no. wrongs that they have no. done. People do not want... It's it is against human nature to be able to be like, hey, why don't you tell me everything I've done wrong? Bring it on. (laughs) (laughs) I want to (laughs) know. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I think you just have to like going into it, 
you know, um, be gentle with them. 100%. Even, even though, even though we want to bring all of our emotion and, and that emotion is so real. Intense. Yeah. That emotion is so real and so valid, but it is ultimately unproductive yeah. when it comes to communication. Yeah. So when you said you like took a minute, mm-hmm. I was, I was initially proud of you. Well, yeah. I think if I had taken a minute to kind of sit with like how I was feeling, yeah. but I kind of took a minute and I was like, in that minute, I was like, I'm going to shove down every single thing that I'm feeling right now. Instead of checking in with myself, I'm just going to like check out entirely. And then the next day I was like, and just like vomited it all. So instead of like, instead of processing, and that was the thing that I said about distance is so often distance is distance and disassociating is a way to manage intensity. Right. But it's like, if you are not taking distance and then check in with yourself, exactly. Really critically thinking about what has gone on. Like, um, when I went home, Mm -hmm. I went home for a couple of weeks to take Mm -hmm. care of my grandmother. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting at lunch right. with my sweet mom yeah. and my sweet sister. Mm-hmm. And we get into this conversation and one thing leads to another. And my mom says to me, you need to figure out how to be more compassionate. She says that to me as the daughter that has just come home yeah. to work for her for a week. Like, do you know what right. I mean? To do like right. kind of big favor. And it's like, I'm not even asking for... I don't really, I mean, you know, it's, it's hard to say that cause it's like, sure. Everyone wants a little bit of a thank you. Right. And, but it's like, I, I know that I'm not going to get a thank you, yeah. but I definitely don't need to be told that I need to be more compassionate. Yeah. You definitely don't need to be told like, Hey, do more. Yeah. So in that moment, I've never <laughs> wanted to punch a hole in the wall more. Of course. And I was like, yeah. I've got to break my knuckles on a brick wall. Right. right now. And so I, and this is my favorite move these days is just going to sit in a bathroom stall alone. You've talked about it. Yeah. <laughs> my, Speak on that. It's my safest space, dude. Yeah. I just went, I was like, I was like, I think I'm going to run to the restroom real quick. Also, everyone take knew. A also, there's no secrecy to that. No. Like everyone knew immediately I was upset. Right. Because I am not a girl with a good poker face. Right. So I like go to the bathroom and I'm just sitting there and I'm just so mad, dude. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I can't believe this. And also like, here's the thing about me too, is I am interpreting what she said. And this is what, this is what we do as humans. Yeah. We take one thing someone has said and we interpret it with all of the hurt especially family especially family all of the hurt all of the frustration yeah all of everything that i have buried deep down inside yeah is is uh put on to that one sentence right she opened the door and i was just and i was so mad because it's yeah do you know what i've done right it's like what your brain starts telling you right so i go to the bathroom i stew yeah. I posted on my close friend's story. Yeah. Tell everyone I want to punch I a hole saw in the that. wall. Yeah, you were there. <laughs> and uh, I go back and I'm pretty quiet. And I think one thing leads to another. Maybe the next day or something like that, I make a solid joke about it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I will say. Yeah. Humor will has saved me a couple of times going back home. Yeah. My dad brought up, he's like, people are doing crazy things. I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy a gun because people are just going doing crazy things right now. Just big leap. Yeah. I'm like, I really don't think you need a I gun. I don't think an ethnic <laughs> cleansing was happening in rural Tennessee. No, not no. 
but no go off buy a gun i guess and i say and i'm like so much of me wants to just be so fucking mad and annoyed. right like, so much of me wants to be like just go you know and i'm like well, right <laughs> i'm like if i had a gun the only person i'd kill is me <laughs> And that's just the God honest truth. I don't need a gun. I'm not safe with a gun. That's fine. I know myself well. But so that banger made him, of a joke. That though, made dude. him laugh. Yeah. Thanks, dude. Yeah. That made him laugh. Banger. And it did. Just the tension was immediately yes. released. Yes. Yes. Because here's what I think. And we're kind of jumping all over the place talking about like how to talk to your parents about like the deeply emotional hurts that they bring mm. and also politics. It's like, I feel like a lot of it is intertwined. It a lot is because it's all about having a solid communication style, but yeah. like, but like being able to make that joke mm. and just like bring everyone back to like getting everyone's guard down. Yeah. Because here's the thing. It's like, everything is so intense. Yeah. Right right now yeah and like you watch my, my parents watch fox news and right like, they're so mad and they don't even know what they're mad about like right. why is everyone mad and right it's like, you're not mad at me dude yeah you're just mad at like whatever fox news is making you feel yeah and i think that is the thing too to like keep in mind is mm -hmm. like you should not be taking the anger of like the entire movement mm. out on your parents. Yeah. Because I just don't think it's productive. Yeah. You need to like get everyone's guard back down. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. I, I told you that one joke that you always do works so well. What joke? I've never done anything wrong. Oh, yes. That, oh, parents and family members eat that up. Oh, and that is a great... I've never done a well, thing wrong I've in my life. I've never done anything wrong. They loved that. Yeah. They, my dad... Stitches, dude. Yeah, that's he a good one. Yeah. That's See, a real good one. I think having a few things in your back pocket... Yeah. To just... To just know. cope. Because sometimes it's like... Sometimes you just don't want to engage. You just want to cope. Yeah. You know, and it's right. like, how are we coping? And this was something else you made me think of was like time and place. Yes. For conflict. Yes. And for conversation. Oh my goodness, dude. So I, cause my family, my nuclear family, we are all, uh, left leftist people. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. I would, I would say, you know, my mom and dad are probably more like liberal. -y. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, and I guess I, I'm, we're all left. Let's put it that way. Yeah. I'm probably like the most leftist but person. But we're all on the same side. But we're all on the same side. You yeah. know, we can engage in healthy debates about that. We're right. all pretty much saying similar stuff. Yeah. You're all reading the same headlines. I probably say stuff where they're like, whoa, communist. And right. it's, you know, whatever. Right, right, right. We can all laugh at the end of the day. Right. Um, my extended family different vibes different vibes we're like one yeah. time i heard a story that one of my cousins um paid two hundred dollars to get a fake vaccination card yeah so he not only out. one didn't out. get vaccine yeah. but also two paid for a card that is free <laughs> If you just get the vaccine. Well, yeah, well. <laughs> and like extended family members of mine have like, during COVID, this was, this was a big thing during COVID. It was like, there's a microchip in the vaccine. Sure. Right. Like that right, kind of a right, thing. Right, 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 right. And that was something where when I was younger, that side of the family was the family that I felt closer to. Yeah. Because on paper, yeah. 
They're charming. Right. They're affable. Likeable. Likeable people. Right. And then as I got older, and my sister and I have talked about this at length, as I got older, I'm like, huh, a lot of the stuff that you guys are saying, I'm not really vibing with it. I actually don't think we're seeing eye to eye right Hmm. now. You're saying that you don't think trans people should use bathrooms? (laughs) Just any bathrooms? Right. They have to use bathrooms. Right, 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 right. So... That's the type of where as I got older, all of a sudden I found myself and also, you know, when I'm younger and they're speaking to these things, it's like I didn't have the knowledge to speak back about it. Right. Right. I didn't have the knowledge to like engage in that type of discourse. Right. Now, as I'm getting older, right, they're so used to like saying these big declarations like it's fact. Yeah. And I, you know, got to a point where I was like, well, how do I how do I engage? Right. In a way that's like meeting them at their humanity. Right. Right. But also like still being like, you are wrong Mm -hmm. (laughs) about some of these things. You are just wrong. So like, how do you do that? And like, yeah, that I think it's never going to, you're never going to walk away from a conversation with a family member who thinks so differently than you being like, I won. No, never forget about winning. Forget about winning. Right, right, right. It's not about winning. Forget about it. Yeah. I feel like it's about, for me anyway, it's about engaging with these people and being like, you are narrowing your mind to what the definition of humanity is. And can I open up your mind a little bit? Hmm. Can I reach you a little bit and say that you making these declarative statements about all of the Black Lives Matter protesters being quote unquote looters? And again... (sighs) What, for whatever reason, trans uh, people has been a real hot button issue. Oh, because Fox News has made it so because Republicans needed something to run off of. Exactly. Like, because Republicans needed something to create a rallying cry right. to get votes. So it's like that yeah. has been a huge thing. And yeah. it's like, can I engage with you enough to like get you to see even a little bit that it's actually okay if like trans women are using women's bathrooms right or trans men are using men's bathrooms right it's if you go into it thinking i'm going to win this battle you have already lost well also like this is something brene brown oh love that queen brene (laughs) brene brene says yeah that shame is not a tool of like social change right and it's just not you right. are you are never gonna shame your cousin into being a more compassionate person. No, 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 <laughs> Do you know no, what I mean? No. Like, not yes. saying that to you, and, but it's like no, but generally, generally, right? It's like I'm never gonna like school my uncle into believing that trans lives matter, right? Do you know what I'm saying? But what you can do, if again, if you're able, if you can stand in that space, right, and like get so curious about it mm. what are you reading do you know anyone who's trans right have you ever met anyone yeah who's tra- you know what i mean like right. oh i have a friend who like really struggles with this one thing and they because here's the thing is like all these issues have been so depersonalized yes like the way the way the right takes like deeply personal issues and just like makes them like statistics and these people who you know are good Mm -hmm. well-loving people right and i think that's the thing too is like you have to be like gracious with them and like uh, like you said like understand their humanity because yeah so many people who have these nasty beliefs like 
sometimes I feel like I'm like, you don't actually believe that, dude. Yeah. Like, you don't actually feel that way. You're like regurgitating a talking point. Like, if you met someone Mm -hmm. and they needed help. Like, anyways, this is how this is the majority of the people in my family Mm -hmm. who maybe I disagree with. I'm like, if you met someone who needed help, who needed a helping hand. Yeah. You would absolutely be fine with it. You yeah. would absolutely be helpful. Yeah. So I think like that's the thing too. And that's sort of what I was speaking to earlier is like understanding the systems people are involved in. Yeah. Their community, their towns, like what they're listening to, like mm-hmm. what their what their for you pages look like. You right. know what I mean? Right. And just like not making them the enemy. Yeah. Because ultimately like they are not the enemy. Yeah. Like one on one. Right. They cannot be the enemy. Right. Like, like they, they, they kind of are. Right. But you can't treat them that way. Mm-hmm. Cause you're just like you said, even if you're thinking, it. because here's the thing. If you, if I get into a screaming fight with a family member of mine over an issue that I want them to be more compassionate about, yeah. They are not going to walk away from that being like, oh, hope is a is a, a, a well-balanced. No, they're going to be like another angry lib. Exactly. Yes. So it's like, don't give them, don't give them the pleasure mm. or the, the power. Yeah. Don't let them rile you up. Yes. And I also do think too, like a friend of mine, uh, we always talk about this because she has like a, 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 a sibling that is similarly minded Mm. and she has a hard time with that sibling Mm -hmm. uh, because they disagree in so many ways and I sort of just said to her I was like you have to understand like when you are just wasting your breath and I do I do think yes and some people might disagree with me on this and that is okay if Mm -hmm. if someone wants to disagree with me on this I'm waiting to see if I disagree okay come on for right now I'm on the same page I don't (laughs) think you need to fight every single fight I was just about to say, you know, yes, pick and choose your battles. I, I was just about to say, so a little story. Come on. So my sister got married two years ago and I invited my friend Luke to be my plus one to yeah. this wedding Yeah, because I knew that if I brought him as a plus one to this wedding, I could just put him anywhere and yeah. he, he'd have a good time. Of course. And he's a good plus one. He's a good plus one. Uh, what a special person. Yeah. He also loves to golf. <laughs> listen i don't relate to him on that but you do you not at all what i expected he loves to golf and so and we were going to this beautiful place in michigan that had the all these amazing golf courses and blah 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 and i was like hey if you come it's basically just going to be like a golf vacation for you and then you're going to go to a big party yeah so great and he was like awesome i'm in so he you know came to this event and i told him before the wedding i was like my extended family does not see me the way that you see me. Mm. They see me. I'm like one of the youngest cousins. I'm a woman. <sighs> I'm fat. Mm. I moved to New York. You know, uh, they probably You're think an outsider. I, they probably think I'm a lesbian. Yeah. They're half right. Yeah. <laughs> Which they're not fully wrong. About. Not fully wrong. Right. I've been known to kiss some women <laughs> on occasion. <laughs> but like they do not understand me Mm. and they do not a lot of the time do not take the time to understand me Mm. and i'm not saying that that's every single extended family member of mine but that's the general that's the general vibe you know and growing up that was something i really internalized yeah because i was like 
I feel like I'm wrong. Yeah. I feel like I'm like the black sheep. Right. right? And like everything I do is just weird right. and wrong. Right. And everyone else is like cool and hot and like a boy. And I'm like lame and fat and a girl. And that's yeah. stupid, you know? So yeah. that was something that I internalized a lot. And as I got yeah. older, I realized that that internalization, ultimately all that that did was make was me making myself miserable right. right? and not changing their minds about me at all. Right. You know, it yeah. was never going to change their minds about me. Right. And I remember saying all of this stuff to Luke and Luke being like, yeah, okay. Like good to know. He didn't know. get it. He didn't get it though. And then he went to the wedding Uh huh. and the few days before the wedding, he was golfing with my uncles. Uh huh. Uh huh. And you know, my, one of my uncles is talking about uh, the, the biggest problem in America these days is like lack of free speech and blah, blah, blah. You know, saying yeah. all this yeah. stuff yeah. that yeah. doesn't, it doesn't matter. Right. You know, right. whatever. Right. It's just false. And it's also just like, why are we talking about it, dude? Like, right. Like, we're at a wedding. Like, we're, yeah. we're golfing. Like, like, can't we just talk about something that brings us together? And so Luke is like making a splash with my uncles, with my like pretty conservative, very conservative uncles who do not give me the time of day. Of course, because he's a white guy who can play golf. He can play golf. He fucking trounced them like he they ate shit and he was like coming out to get 20 points below whatever they were getting. Right. Yeah. So they're eating him up. They're loving him. Because he's like, oh, yeah, I'm a plus one at the wedding, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Night of the wedding, I dressed him up. Right. Because I was like, you're going to match me. Cute. I basically made him wear like a satin suit. Yeah. With a white turtleneck underneath uh-huh. and a silver chain that said yeehaw on it. Okay. And so then he I, looks a little, he looks a little. He's looking a little. <laughs> he's looking a little. And like Luke, for the record, love him to death. He plays golf uh, really well. He also like, I became friends with him by doing musical theater. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's the kind of guy who like knows how to exist in both places. 100%. And, uh, and uh, uh, me too. Right. Right. So he should. He can talk, talk no matter where he is. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I also put uh, silver glitter on his cheeks for uh-uh. the reception. They were pissed. And they did they say the F slur? N- no, but like it was right. in their eyes. No, but like they wanted to so badly. We're like and apparently like, maybe one they of did to each other, right? Yeah. And like one of my uncles walked up to him and was like, "So, you, this is the uh, this is the outfit you've got on tonight." And Luke was like, "Yup." <laughs> <laughs> and like he was like, their whole they're attitude like, they're like, me they're like not my friend. Yeah, we've lost my right. And I tell you, like majority of like the male cousins in my in my family who i love dearly and whatever they like wouldn't even put glitter on during the reception because it's like queer you know it's gay so there all of that happens and i remember walking home from the reception yeah i remember walking home from the reception because i at this point have gotten to a place in my life where i'm like i'm gonna do whatever the fuck i I do not care i don't give a fuck like you do your thing i'm gonna be over here yeah and I remember walking back to like the house that we were staying at with Luke after the reception. And he was like, you know, you explained it to me before we got here, but I really did not understand like how differently you were treated in your extended family until I like saw it for myself. He was like, peep, he was like, people were so excited to get to know me. And then when they asked me who I was here with and I told them it was you, their demeanor visibly changed. Mm. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. And it was like shocking to him. 
but it had been this thing that I had sat with for so long right. in my life right. where I was like, I have come to my own decision to like step away. Don't you love when you bring someone new into the mix yeah, and they're saying everything to you that you already knew. Yeah. And, like, and you're uh-huh? like, see, uh-huh. I told oh, you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, exactly. You feel yes. so validated. 100%. 100%. Because coming from a family where people don't really get it. Yeah. Like I have a lot of friends these days whose families are like low key and normal and their parents still. And I, you know, right, right. You know sorry, I, sorry, no, sorry. no, because you do get it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yes. You know, it's like when you bring them into the mix, they're just like, it's so often like, surely it can't be that bad, right? And then you're like, oh, and then you're like, actually, it is. I was exactly right, one hundred percent. No, 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 I was not exaggerating. Yes, yeah, I know. But it's it's really interesting because I've had these as I've gotten older, I've had these moments of disconnection with adults in my extended family yeah and i've had these really beautiful moments of connection with both adults in my extended family and also my parents right so i hope that that was helpful do you think that what we just here's what talked gonna, about was <laughs> here's what i'm gonna say yeah number one when you're talking with your family mm-hmm. i would say like have some humility yeah understand we can also be brats ourselves yeah. Yeah. we can also be wrong yeah we can also say the wrong thing yep so just be humble. Yep. Number two would be respond. Don't react. Mm-hmm. Don't give them the validation. Mm-hmm. And because like getting in a fight is not going to, no one's going to win. And that's number three. Yeah. Let go of the winning mindset. Yeah. We are not going to, this is not a win lose no. situation. No. This is like, we are playing the long game. Yeah. With our families and our relatives. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, number four, pick and choose your battles. Yeah. Do not, waste your breath yes you know yeah no one to cope versus no one to engage exactly yeah and i would say number five for me is what i said earlier which is like the only person you can really be in control of is yourself Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. so like when you go home just know how you can responsibly be there Mm -hmm. where do you need to hold everyone and what do you need to do for yourself so that you can feel in control yeah so that you can feel safe yeah so that you can feel sort of at ease yeah you know what i'm saying like totally create a plan for yourself too like like i said i was talking to my dad and i was like look uh what's your plan for thanksgiving Mm -hmm. because i love Mm you but i'm not coming home yeah you know what i'm saying right so have your plan in place like i'm going home for christmas Mm -hmm. i'm flying in on uh christmas eve Mm mm-hmm with my sister, uh-huh. the plan is in motion. Christmas Eve with my mom, Christmas Day with my dad. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And just yeah. be clear because you cannot control them. No. You cannot control your parents. You mm. cannot control your siblings, your family members. The only thing you can do is like control yourself and your expectations. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and the situations you put yourself in. Yeah. But I would say like, if you can, don't. If you if you are safe, if you if you are able to do it, if you've taken enough time and space and everything, do at the end of the day, I think try and maintain that responsible connection. Because mm-hmm. even though it's easier to be like, ugh, like we don't need them, mm-hmm. we do, we all kind of do. Yeah. Yes, I. I also think keeping in mind your relationships with your family members are always changing. A hundred percent. Yeah. Even if it feels like there are these scripts. Right. And these like rules that we 
abide by. Right. But yeah, these relationships are always changing. changing. And it's okay. That is okay. Yeah. And it is normal. Totally. And And sometimes you're going to fight. fight. Sometimes you're not going to be talking to your family members for weeks, months, et cetera. Sometimes you need that space. Sometimes you want to be real, real close. Right. It's just going to change. It ebbs and flows. Yeah. Mm hmm. Okay, Meg. Okay, Hope. We're going to hang up now. Should we talk about what we're going to talk about next week? What are we talking about next week? Next week. This is going to be kind of a, it's kind of a spinoff of this topic a little bit. We're going to be talking about reclaiming your holidays. I can't wait to talk about this because I have some stories I can't wait to share. Thanksgiving. Christmas. The first. New Year's. I'm going to tell the story about the first cigarette I ever smoked. Hanukkah. Oh, wow. Okay, good. Which was on Christmas Eve. Whoa. Okay, bye. 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 Love you. Love you.